Thanks to a fellow podcaster named Garnett Carson. He made a very special donation. Thank you. And he asked me to cover a specific topic. So today we're going to be talking about the importance of intimacy and physical touch, something that we're not getting enough of today in 2020. So you might be thinking this is an odd topic. Why aren't I talking about the Nashville bombing? Well, I do on benjosephstewart.com. You go to the news section and you will now see that there is a deeper dive, deeper down the rabbit hole dive section where I can really let it rip and talk about the things I really want to talk about where I can't really say the things that I really want to say here on YouTube because we don't like pushing buttons here. So why aren't I talking about global agendas and politics? Well, those two specific things have caused for physical touch and intimacy to be at an all-time low. So let's talk about the global impact of that. Remember to smash that like button, caress that subscribe button, activate the share button, comment below, donate if you feel so moved, and get ready for a deep dive right here on Waking Infinity News. Welcome back, Ben Stewart, Waking Infinity, you guys, and now that we're all acquainted, let's talk about why we should be touching each other in the most appropriate and respectful ways. Okay, so because of the quarantines, because of everything that's been happening in 2020, the social distancing, isolating ourselves from one another, stay-at-home orders, face masks, does this have an impact on our health? It might seem like, no, why would it? But when you really look deeper beneath the surface, which we are going to do today, then you might realize that one thing that allows for our health to emerge, or let's say flourish, is the contact we make with the outside world. And if we don't contact the outside world, there is a price that we pay. So let's take a deep dive first into the skin and touch. Touch is the first sensory system to develop at around the eight-week mark in utero, particularly around the lips and the nose. Harry Harlow in the 1950s and 60s pushed against the dominant notion that babies become attached to their mothers only because that's where they get food from. He showed that comfort, love, and things like companionship were crucial to the healthy form of development when he was studying rhesus monkeys taken from their mothers and raised in laboratories. Some were kept in isolation from even their peers. They developed habits like movement patterns, rocking back and forth or circling the cage, staring into blankness, and even self-mutilation. When reintroduced to their peers, some died because they refused to eat. This is even echoed in orphanages in Romania after the Cold War. These were not just ridden with violence that we've heard about, sexual abuse and things of the nature, but massive amounts of neglect and neglecting touch. So the children who were not given any kind of physical touch or contact, especially before the age of two, developed lifelong psychological afflictions. They would rock back and forth, kind of like those monkeys. They suffered gastric and even immune issues. And there's even an American psychologist, John B. Watson, who actually told parents they should not touch their children. He probably gave some kind of backwards logic that people swallowed hook, line, and sinker that resembles what's going on today. So this phenomena can even be represented by what's happening in our biology. If you look at the importance of touch to our DNA, you will find that 
touch can actually reprogram our epigenetic programs. Very interesting. So what that basically means, if you haven't followed people like Bruce Lipton, genes do not control the direction of our life. They are not a blueprint for our lives. What they do is they merely give a set of, let's say, tendencies. But it is our environment and our mind, which is part of the environment, the greater phenomena, that allows for our genes to express themselves in certain ways. So you could be predisposed to cancer, but you may never get it in your life. Why? Probably because you made certain dietary choices or you weren't afflicted by certain environmental uh, causes that would bring about the gene expression of cancer. So let's go a little bit deeper. In evolution, it is thought that hearing might have actually evolved from the sense of touch. You see these little tiny hairs. They basically get disturbed by disturbances in the air, uh, sound vibrations, in the same way that a cat's whiskers are used as probes to kind of test the environment. The same way that the hair on our skin stands up when it's cold because it senses the environment around it. It senses wind. So the interesting thing about this that we really need to start taking a deeper dive into is that the skin is intelligent. It is a part of an overarching intelligence in the body. And the reason why I say this, I get into this in uh, my show Limitless on Gaia. And in that show, I talk about the fascial system and our posture as being a form of our intelligence. You may not realize it, but when something scrapes against your toe and you react, you're reacting faster than the 250 mile an hour nervous system that you have. You're actually acting closer to light speed, which is something that can only be described by understanding what a healthy fascial system looks like on the inside. If you see this film called Strolling Under the Skin, Jean-Claude Gimberto showed that living connective tissue looks very fiber optic in a microscopic layer, and it actually communicates in a fractal sense. So in this way, there are other intelligences inside the body other than the nervous system and the brain itself. We also have to take a look at the fact that the skin is cytophylactic. So yes, we wear watches and we have things like uh, Fitbits and Apple watches, but your skin can tell time because it can absorb sunlight. Your skin can actually eat as well. You rub some kind of, let's say, coconut oil onto it and it will actually drink through the cells all of the nutrients in there. But if there's a pathogen on that coconut oil, it won't let it through. This means that your skin is actually even more intelligent than your mouth might be. So the next part of this that we really have to take a look at is the fact that your skin can detect the outside world and cause for changes in the skin. The easiest thing to look at is temperature. You get goosebumps that makes your hair stand up and that causes for more heat retention right around the skin. But also light touch and things going on outside us get absorbed through the skin and can cause for hormonal changes inside the skin. When you have stress inside the body, even if you have illness inside the body, it can reflect itself on the surface of the skin, communicated through the fascia to the skin. And we see this in things like acne, psoriasis, uh, pruritus, even rashes, bumps, things of that nature. Warts are even in that category. And this is the way of the, that the body can actually express itself and what's happening inside of it outside of itself. 
There's even this traditional practice called reflexology where you can take a look at the palms of the hand, the bottoms of the feet, the entire face and certain regions of it, the tongue, like in acupuncture, usually they will check your tongue first to see how it's doing. And even the teeth and the ears, and the eyes, uh, iridology and sclerology, these are all reflex organs where certain regions of them represent a part of the body. And in that, if you know what you're looking at, you can actually see that there's more going on inside the body that's showing up in these reflex organs. Further showing exactly what I showed in Kymatica, which is everything is a fractal representation of itself. If you know what you're looking at, you can see beyond the veil and all of truth is written right in front of you as long as you're not being brainwashed. It has been shown that even doctors who touched the forearm of a patient, even for less than a second, were statistically cited as being more caring and warm. Our skin, if you look at it, it's a membrane. It was made to touch the world around it. You, the bottoms of your feet were made to touch the ground, the earth. It's a membrane that senses and reacts and it influences the hormones and genetic expression within and without. Now let's look at the heart. The heart produces the largest electromagnetic field out of all the organs in the body. It can be measured several feet away from the body by powerful magnetometers. It has been proven that under emotions such as frustration, anger, anxiety, worry, and irritation, that our heart field goes into chaos, which has very little coherence to it. When we experience confidence, appreciation, love, and courage, an enormous amount of coherence is seen in the heart field. And let me just break it down for you. Incoherence limits our human potential and coherence optimizes our human potential. So now we have to start taking a look at things like the social distancing orders. When you have to stay six feet away from people at all times, and it's only your family members you can be near, then we're not actually communicating. Our heart fields are not actually intermingling with others. And I'm not sure if you guys have studied much about the blue zones, places where people, centenarians, they're living um, longer than 100 years. Usually these blue zones are marked not just by their diet, but by how socially interactive they are, how close they are with people, how much intimacy they have with one another. So yes, you can directly link our physical touch, our closeness and proximity, and the way we communicate with one another, even seeing each other's facial expressions and body language is truly important to our health. You can draw that one-to-one -one correlation. Now, I, I want to keep my YouTube page, so I'm not going to get too racy here, and I'm not going to tell you that we should be disobeying government guidelines, even the ones that are unconstitutional or the ones that are quite devoid of scientific logic. What I am going to say is you really need to open your own mind. You need to come to your own conclusions. Please don't believe me. I'm here trying to give you as much information as possible. But if you're not going and fact-checking it, it's kind of defeating the purpose. And I'm not even saying fact-checking by going to Snopes or the Washington Post. What I am saying is sit and meditate. Does what I tell you serve you? Does it allow you to open your heart a little bit more? Does it allow you to feel a bit more balanced? And I'll, I'll end on this. Some of the people in the comments have been saying that I'm compromised because I mention companies like Gaia. So I worked at Gaia for a couple years and then I left Gaia. I also worked for the military and then I left the military. I was in a band and then I left that band. So what I'm saying here is 
I used to make these very angry conspiracy films, and I'm not saying I've grown up 100% from there because I'm still talking these things that most people call conspiracy. But I try to do so in such a balanced way that I don't want you to believe me. And if I were truly compromised, if I was really on the take, don't you think below these numbers would be a bit more inflated? Don't you think I'd have more than 10,000 subscribers or more than roughly one to, you know, 1,000 to 1,500 views per episode? People, grow up a little. Have a little bit of emotional maturity to understand that one of us knows whether I've been compromised or not. And I can tell you with as much humility, whether you like to believe it or not, that all I've done is I've grown, I've researched, and I've realized that a lot of my brave heart, we're going to storm the Capitol and we're going to have this great revolution and everything I believe is right. I don't care what anybody else tells me. I've grown up a little bit. I've realized how fallible I really am and how much I need to actually listen to every source, even the ones that I disagreed with in the past, in order to have a well-rounded understanding of the narrative people are hypnotized by. That's all it is. It's not truth. It's a narrative we're hypnotized by. So I don't want to digress into infinity. What I do want is to get your guys' comments. I want to know what you think. I really do. Either comment below or email me at ben at benjosephstewart.com because I love to learn. I love to grow. I love you guys. I hope you guys stick around. And uh, remember, hit that like button, subscribe, share, do all those things, and I'll catch you next time on Waking Infinity News.